Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to educating and empowering men to address erectile dysfunction, improve confidence, and enhance the satisfaction in their relationships. This podcast is brought to you by ErectionIQ.com. Learn more at ErectionIQ.com. Welcome to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. I am Mark Goldberg, Certified Sex Therapist. I am deeply passionate about working with men like you to help resolve their ED. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the ED Radio Podcast. Mark Goldberg, alongside your host, Casey Callanan. We're discussing sexless marriage today. That dovetails into a topic we cover quite often on this podcast, and that is long-term relationships and erection difficulties. Mark, I want to ask you, why do couples that have been together for such a long time often run into sexual issues such as erectile dysfunction or not having sex at all? So, Casey, first of all, I just want to say it's great to be in studio recording together in person. Really, I think going to help our production and what we deliver to our listeners. So I'm really excited to be here with you. Uh, recording this episode. Absolutely. And if you're listening on the podcast apps, this is Erection IQ YouTube page, and you can just find us erectioniq.com. So the question you asked is a complex question okay. as to why couples in longer term relationships oftentimes run into sexual issues. Uh, Erectile dysfunction is one of those issues that couples do face, and some of that has to do with age, some of that has to do with loss of novelty in a relationship. But more broadly speaking, uh, ending up not having sex in a relationship is actually quite common, and there's a number of reasons as to why that might happen. First and foremost, as relationships age, Uh, unspoken tension or problems in the relationship can bleed over and oftentimes manifest themselves in the sexual relationship. I think that's pretty common. Other causes of not having sex at all um, can have to do with undiagnosed sexual dysfunction for one or both partners. Uh, Oftentimes there's reasons why people want to avoid having sex. The vulnerability of trying to engage, not knowing if things are going to work or if it's going to cause pain or lead to some kind of disappointment can cause couples to just avoid initiating or engaging in sex altogether. I think lastly, I would just mention that I think there's a paradox that oftentimes the more uh, close and comfortable people become with each other, that can often lead to a, a certain sense of boredom or a certain sense of, I've been there, I've done that, which can lead to a lack of sexual initiation or a lack of sex drive in a long-term relationship. Sexless marriages, in my mind, I'm assuming it affects long-term married couples. But as far as you know, can newlyweds struggle with having a sexless marriage? Or is this issue something that strictly affects couples that have been together for a long time? So I think it's fair to say that it is far more common for a sexless marriage to be taking place in a longer term relationship multiple years down the road. Uh, Generally speaking, there is a certain newness and a novelty uh, that many newlyweds or let's say people who are newly into a relationship um, are going to experience that oftentimes will fuel a sexual relationship. 
That being said, there are certainly plenty of newlyweds and people who are in newer relationships that do run into a a slew of intimacy challenges that can lead to a sexless relationship. So one of the ways to look at this is that a sexual relationship has to get started. For many couples, it's automatic. It's almost axiomatic that when they get together, the sexual relationship just kicks in. But that is not true for all couples. And if things uh, get off to an awkward start, if neither partner wants to initiate, couples from the get-go can struggle with um, a sexual relationship. And this can also lead to all sorts of sexual dysfunctions, including erectile dysfunction. So I don't think that a sexless relationship or a sexless marriage is exclusive to a longer term relationship. I think there are certainly uh, plenty of younger or newer couples that find themselves in a similar situation. Really tough question for you. I I think it's going to be a tough one anyways. What are your thoughts on the ideal amount, and I put ideal amount in quotes, the ideal amount of sex a couple, a married couple, or any couple should be having? So like you're pointing out, Casey, this is an impossible question to answer uh, because I don't think that there is a correct number uh, for every single couple that could be applied equally. The general measure that I use when I am asking a couple about uh, their sex life is whether or not the frequency is upsetting or distressing. So the ideal amount really is going to vary from couple to couple. Um, at no point um, have I ever, ex- um, as a therapist, recommended a certain number of times or a certain frequency that really is up to the couple to figure out um, what frequency works for the two of them and try to reach toward that goal. Um, What we do know, though, is that um, a sexless marriage is generally considered a couple who is having sex less than 10 times in a year. Uh, The numbers are strikingly high in terms of how many couples are actually in a definitional sexless marriage. So I think it would be fair to say that the ideal amount for almost all couples is going to be higher than 10 times a year. But just how high that goes is really going to vary. Intimacy. It's a word that I'm I'm sure has many meanings, but I know it it's probably important for couples to be intimate. So is intimacy the same thing as sex or how would you define intimacy? So I don't really think intimacy and sex um, are one and the same thing. Um, I think sex can be intimate and I think intimacy, intimacy can be sexual. But I do think that each of these can exist uh, totally separated from the other. So there are plenty of ways to engage in sexual activity that does not really include intimacy. One of the terms I think that's often used in the sex therapy world is sex can either be relational or recreational. And I think a lot of times it's a combination of the two, but certainly uh, even you know couples in longer term relationships can have uh, sexual encounters that are not necessarily intimate. The, the inverse of this is, is true as well. There are a lot of ways to be intimate that don't involve anything even remotely sexual. Um, so I don't think these concepts, while well, they are oftentimes conflated, I think that um, very often people use these words interchangeably, but I think intimacy and sex are not the same. So can couples have intimacy without actual penetration, traditional sex? Is this potentially beneficial to relationships? 
Uh, so the answer, I think, is absolutely. Um, intimacy and sexuality are not one and the same, but even sexual intimacy does not require you know, penis and vagina penetration. There are a number of potential benefits to relationships when they are able to engage uh, in non-penetrative forms of sexual intimacy. In particular, um, when there's a lot of pressure to perform when it comes to sexual penetration, which I'll just go on a moment of a side tangent here. Sexual uh, penetration is actually very complex because it requires two people uh, to be able to uh, sexually perform. Um, and that can create a tremendous amount of pressure. So sometimes uh, penetration or the drive toward penetration, the pressure to achieve penetrative sex can actually erode intimacy. Um, and one of the ways that, that uh, sex therapists help uh, couples rebuild intimacy oftentimes involves a slew of uh, behavioral suggestions that include all types of intimacy, sexual intimacy that do not include penetration. So I was going to ask if couples seek the assistance of a sex therapist when they find themselves not having sex, it sounds like they do. Anything else you wanted to comment about that? So it's not only for that reason. Even when couples are seeking sex therapy uh, because of a sexless marriage, sometimes it's out of uh, fear of penetration or concerns around penetrative sex. But more often than not, uh, it has to do with broader issues that are impacting the relationship and oftentimes are just manifesting in the sexual relationship. That being said, quite often the um, request for therapy is driven by a sexless marriage and wanting to get that piece repaired. So how does the role of aging or a lower libido factor into the conversation we're having today on sexless marriage? So libido is certainly a factor. I, I look at libido as a chicken or egg type of question. When somebody's in a sexless marriage or a sexless relationship, I think a more thorough examination of the quality of the relationship uh, the quality of communication has to be considered. If a person, an individual is walking around um, on the daily and they are worried about what their partner th thinks about them, they're worried that they're not good enough for their partner, they think their partner isn't good enough for them, these types of thoughts, this type of experience is potentially going to drive libido lower. Um, at the same time, aging can have an impact on libido, um, low testosterone levels can have an impact on libido, and obviously having a lower libido does uh, decrease, I think, the general frequency that somebody is going to go ahead and initiate sex, and that can lead to a sexless re relationship as well. So any other final thoughts on sexless marriages before we wrap up here today? Um, like many challenges in the bedroom, this is a normal challenge. Uh, to me, it's very understandable how couples get to this point. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard. It's hard to maintain a long-term relationship. Uh, the work that people put in, though, to make those improvements, I think, will help toward uh, improved intimacy. And ultimately, that intimacy can lead uh, to better uh, sex lives and better sexual relationships. And I encourage anybody who finds himself in a, in a sexless marriage, and I'll emphasize, is distressed by it, uh, should certainly reach out um, for help. There are a lot of professionals out there uh, who can be helpful and, and really help you get your relationship on track. 
Thanks for listening to the Erectile Dysfunction Radio Podcast. For more information on today's topic and understanding how the mind impacts erectile dysfunction, please visit ErectionIQ.com. That's ErectionIQ.com.